if your training isn't dialed in, if your nutrition isn't dialed in, if you aren't getting enough sleep, then you probably shouldn't be spending your money on supplements at all in the first place and work on those. One, two, three, four. You're listening to Massive Potential, the only show you'll need to start leveling up in your life. It's time to get shredded, time to take massive steps ahead in your life and tap into that untapped potential of yours. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Massive Potential with your boy, Aaron Stevenson. And today, we're going to be talking about supplements worth spending your money on. Because picture this, at least me, back when I was 16, we're walking into GMC, super excited, just started lifting. We're like, oh, dude, I'm going to start taking supplements. Heck yeah. And the GMC guy tries to sell you a ton of different stuff on the shelf. You have no idea what it is. And you walk out with a bunch of random crap and you're like, dude, I don't know if I just wasted my money or I'm about to get massive. <laughs> and so you've probably been there. You're like, you know, everyone's pretty curious about supplements. It's totally understandable. Supplements can be cool and they definitely can be beneficial, but sometimes there is too much hype about them. So in today's episode, I just want to break down supplements actually worth spending your money on in terms of fat loss, building muscle, because everyone's always looking for fat loss supplements or building muscle or testosterone boosters or everything in between. But I think some people have a misconceived or a poor mindset around supplements in general. And the reason for that is because I think some people think that the supplements are going to do the work for you, which isn't the case. Supplements are exactly what they sound like. They're going to supplement a good diet, good workout regimen, you know, just good protocols in general, they aren't going to do the work for you. So you can't be going to the store and be like, oh, what can I take to build extra muscle? What can I take to lose some extra fat? Yet you eat like crap. You don't train hard. You skip your workouts, a ton of stuff like that. You, the supplements aren't going to do anything and you're just wasting your money in the first place. So it's important to recognize that if your training isn't dialed in, if your nutrition isn't dialed in, if you aren't getting enough sleep, then you probably shouldn't be spending your money on supplements at all in the first place and work on those. Work on being consistent with your workouts, work on being consistent with your nutrition and try to get enough sleep. And then once you start to actually putting effort in there and you feel like you're making good progress, then you can add on supplements on top of that. Because like I said in, in another episode, supplements are kind of the top of the, of the, of the ladder. They're our last focus. Again, they're helpful. They can be beneficial, but they don't you know, make or break results in terms of you're not going to wake up absolutely massive a week later or, you know, 50 pounds down. That's just not how they work. So save your money if you don't have stuff dialed in. But once you dial stuff in, these are the supplements that you actually should be spending your money on because there's a ton of junk ones out there and I don't want you wasting your money. So first and foremost is going to be creatine. I think almost everybody should be taking creatine. It's going to help with strength, with energy, just with overall fatigue, help help with overall muscle growth. And obviously muscle growth, if you have more muscle on, you can also lead to fat loss. So it's good for either a bulk and or a cut, take it on both. Now, some people are a little bit worried about the water retention in terms of creatine, just because your body will hold a little bit more water. You should be drinking more water if you have creatine, but there's nothing wrong with that because your muscles are 70% water already. It just draws water into the muscle, helps you recover too. So creatine is a great supplement to be taking, not only for muscle growth, but just to 
Um, there's neurological benefits from it. There's there's a ton of great stuff. Creatine's already naturally found in your foods. It's the most researched supplement out there. I know there's a lot of misconceptions around. Some people are scared about creatine, say it's going to make you bald or all these negative side effects. It's the most researched supplement out there. And I'll tell you that there's no conclusive evidence that it has any big side effects. And there's a lot in terms of, of poor side effects, there's a lot of good benefits to it though. I do want to add a caveat though, because creatine is since it's it's so popular and it's it's you know relatively cheap supplement, they try to make like off or or super cool versions of it or whatever. So you'll go to GMC and they'll you know you'll see creatine or what is it? Um HCL or there's other blends that some 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 companies will put together around creatine and those are just a waste of money. They're they're just adding fancy names to them because monohydrate is the exact same you'll get the exact same benefits out of it. It's just cheaper. So creatine monohydrate is what you should be looking for. You'll need 5 grams a day and that's basically it. Take it on your workout days and on your rest days. So just a daily supplement to be taking. Um, and in terms of loading, some people will talk about a loading phase in terms of creatine. You can load it your first couple of weeks, which essentially just means taking a higher dose the first week or two, just so that you can, you can become fully saturated. Cause the goal is to get your muscles fully saturated with creatine. Um, and I get, and, but if you don't load it, it just takes a little bit longer. So for example, like let's say you load it for two weeks then you're fully saturated. Or if you just took it consistently for like four weeks, you'd also be fully saturated. And once you're fully saturated, no big deal. You can just cruise on. There's no need to, to cycle on or off about it. Some people talk about that. And like I said, it's naturally found in food. So you're already getting it a little bit. It's just not to its fully capacity. If you think of it as like a gas tank, your body probably already has it, you know, let's say a quarter of the way full. I'm just throwing numbers out there. So don't don't quote me on this, but adding or supplementing creatine can make sure that gas tank is full all the time. So you have that extra energy, extra, extra um, strength with your muscles because they'll be able to contract harder and faster and longer. So that will be a big benefit to you in the gym. Um, but it's not, it's not some natural steroid. Some people have this this preconceived notion around creatine, like it's like, it's a natural steroid. I'm going to get absolutely massive. Like the dudes I see on PEDs. No, it, it will help and you'll see benefits. And, and if you spend a decent amount of time on creatine, and then for some reason you spend time off of creatine, you'll notice that your strength will go down. So it does help, but it's not like, you know, you're going to gain 30 pounds on your bench overnight. Like that's not how it works. So creatine is the first one. Second one is going to be protein. Now, I'll add a caveat here too, because protein, if you can get it from mostly from your foods, because that's going to benefit you, there'll be more micronutrients in it. That will just be more beneficial overall. But with that being said, a lot of people struggle to hit their protein goals. And so if that's one of you, or if it's just more convenient for you, having a protein supplement is great because there's nothing wrong with whey protein. You generally just want to get, you know, a higher quality protein. So there's not a bunch of fillers in it so that you aren't wasting your money on these fillers. And when I mean fillers, that means sometimes they'll add a bunch of carbs or fats or like, you know, just generally like not like, let's say for example, the protein that you're buying only has like 15 or 20 grams. And then it's a ton of calories still with a bunch of other fillers like carbs or fats that's not a great protein. You want it almost straight protein and you can get whatever flavor you like. That doesn't matter. There's a ton of brands out there. Whey protein isolate is usually the most common, but some people, you know, if you have a, a lactose intolerance or something like that, you can, you can try other, other versions out there. Um, because not all protein is, um, will bother like a lactose, um, 
intolerance or anything like that. So protein is great because most people generally struggle to get their protein. But if you don't struggle getting your, getting your protein in, if you just like generally eat a lot of meat or if you, you know, just, you know, have other meals that are high in protein, you don't need protein. So it's kind of one of those hit or miss. Most people generally could could benefit from it, but it's not like, again, it's going to make everything, you know, it's going to make or break everything. Generally, just can hit your protein goal. If you want to use protein to help yourself hit your protein goal, that's awesome. And of course, that's going to help you build muscle, lose fat in the process because a high protein diet is very beneficial. Yo, I got to interrupt for just a second just to say thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. If you're getting value, which I hope you are, I'd love for you to share this on your IG story and tag me at a.j.steph so I can personally thank you for supporting the show. All right, let's get back to it. Third is going to be pre-workout. And again, pre-workout is pretty popular out there. There's a ton of different varieties, ton of different brands, and and a lot of it has to do with personal preference. Some people are going to love super high-stimmed pre-workouts, which means essentially just like high caffeine, high stimulants, get yourself really wired up for your workout. Some people just like it more for the pump. And there's benefits to both. Some people kind of like that balance in the middle. So it's really just playing around with what you actually think that you like the best, what, what, generally your body performs well on and i guess what time of the day you also train because if you're training generally closer to bedtime you might not want a a super super high stim pre-workout but um it can be beneficial if you're training right away in the morning and and you want to wake up and make sure that you're like high alert ready to go for your workout so there's there's pros and cons to both so and generally speaking when you're looking at a pre-workout you you potentially could find one with creatine which is just In terms of like convenience, it's nice if it has creatine so you don't have to worry about it. Taking creatine on the side on the days that you um, work out, but at the same time, you always can just add creatine to your pre-workout for convenience. Oh, and I guess side note, just in terms of when to take creatine, it doesn't matter. You can take it before your workouts, after your workouts, just take it sometime throughout your day. So don't worry too much on that. But um, back to pre-workout, a couple beneficial ingredients that I would encourage you to look for. Number one is going to be L-citrulline and for two reasons. One, it is the most expensive ingredient that can be in a pre-workout. So it generally is a telltale sign. If a, if a company has six grams of L-citrulline or higher and it has to be pure L-citrulline, then that means that they generally probably are, are not trying to cut costs on their pre-workout and actually trying to give you a quality product. And so L-citrulline, six grams, that's going to give you the pump. It's going to help with blood flow and everything like that. But also, like I said, it's the most expensive ingredient that could be in a pre-workout. So if you see a bunch of like blends or or where they don't specifically tell you the dose of L-citrulline because it's mixed in with other stuff, that's sketchy. And you can already know they're trying to cut costs because it will say L-citrulline mixed with all this other stuff. And then it will say six grams to try to say like, oh, it's a, it's a clinical dosage. But yeah, there could be like one gram of L-citrulline in there and then the rest five grams of other crap that they mixed in. So you want pure L-citrulline because again, it's the most expensive ingredient in a pre-workout. So that way you generally can see if they're trying to cut costs or if they're actually trying to give you a high quality product. So that's a great one to look for. And then caffeine, again, back to the stims, it, it can obviously be beneficial. There's a lot of, of benefits to taking cre- or caffeine for, for your workouts to just, you know, help push intensity, help with energy, stuff like that. But that again has to do with timing. So some people love caffeine in their pre-workout. Some people don't. In terms of caffeine, obviously that's a, a stimulant that you can you can build up a tolerance to. And so 
generally speaking, even I've done this myself, is I kind of like to cycle back and forth or I'll have caffeine for a while and then I'll take a week off and then I'll have caffeine for a while in my pre-workout and I'll take a week off. And it only takes a week to essentially just reset your tolerance to caffeine. And so if you notice like you're not really feeling your pre-workout anymore, if the caffeine really isn't kicking in, just take a week off. Maybe you have a non-stim one for a week and then you could go back to a stim one. So that could be beneficial too. Last two are are more not workout related. Well, they're they're health related, but they're not directly workout related. And first one's going to be fish oil because a lot of people just lack the omega-3s in their diet. And that can help a lot with joints in term, and that can potentially also slightly boost your testosterone levels. Fish oil is just something that most people lack in their diet and can definitely be beneficial. A lot of the fish oils out there are underdosed in terms of like where you actually would get the benefits from. So usually I would look for a high potency fish oil because if you just generally get one from like your grocery store or something like that, you might not be getting the highest quality fish oil. And that can make a difference because you could, you know, you the high, higher quality fish oil you can find, the better the benefits will be from it. And then last one is just going to be a multivitamin just to make sure that you're hitting your micronutrients on a daily basis. Because I know maybe you don't always get your fruits or your veggies in or, you know, just in case, you know, here or there with magnesium or zinc or all the other different vitamins like that, it can just generally be beneficial just so you know that you're crossing all your boxes off and, and you're getting what you need. Taking a multivitamin on a daily basis can kind of do that for you. So you don't have to overly worry about, oh, did I get all my micros in? Because micros are important. Um, but, you know, no, no one wants to sit there and like, actually like think about what micros are in this vegetable or fruit or whatever just just take your multivitamin and for the most part you'll be fine again higher quality stuff can always be beneficial but any multi will be a great start so just a little recap ones i would suggest you spending your money on once you have your workouts and your nutrition dialed in again remember that caveat is creatine protein pre-workout fish oil multivitamins and anything from there is kind of hit or miss because Sometimes some new supplements will get a ton of hype and then you'll realize that, oh, there isn't, they aren't even science backed or, you know, some of them are, are decent here or there, but long-term longevity wise of things that you actually want to spend your money on on a reoccurring basis. These are the, the kind of staples that I would stick around because other ones I've, I've played around with, you know, like ashwagandha or else, um, sorry, L-carnitine or stuff like that. But um, I personally do take ashwagandha, but again, I don't think it's it's really a staple because it's it's kind of hit or miss there. And so I really wanted to give you the foundational staples of what could be beneficial in terms of getting great results, helping you lose fat, build muscle, and and just overall improve your health. So those are the ones that I would recommend. So that's all I got for you guys today. I hope that you got value from today's ep today's episode. Remember, success like speed. So if your workouts, your nutrition aren't dialed in. Focus on that for the next couple of weeks and then come back to this episode and then you could start taking these, these supplements. If you have that stuff dialed in already, all right, let's start implementing. Even if it's not all of them, go out, you know, try a couple of things, see how, see what you like, see, you know, play around with it. Now it's without implementation dies. So implement something, you could get some results from it and it's time to level up. So I hope you guys have the best day of your entire life and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Massive Potential. If you'd like to learn how to start packing on muscle, how to lose the body fat for good, and how to start leveling up in your life, DM me the word FIT 
on my IG at a.j.steph, and I'll personally see if I can help you out. Have the best day of your entire life, and God bless.